Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. Yay! Welcome, welcome. I am pumped today. We're going to do a little, This we're calling this a totally special edition. I do have a bonus podcast series in which um, I have a weekly podcast, comes out every Monday, but I also have a bonus series in which I invite authors, writers to read pieces they have written in the past. Could be way back in the past or any published anywhere. So we're going to lump this episode into the bonus series, but it's actually an opportunity for listeners to join a virtual retreat. This is like, I don't know, it's kind of the first I've really heard of in this way, in the way that you are presenting it. So today I have on this awesome episode, Susan Corley, am I saying your name right? It's, it's Chorley. 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 (laughs) And um, Melissa, oh, and again, I'm not, I'm going to botch your name too. So Melissa, tell us your last name. Nussbaum. Nussbaum. I started. Nussbaum with an N. Oh, Nussbaum. I started writing it and went, you know what? I'm just going to let her say it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know that you would be the amazing woman here with us today. So we are just going for it. And Susan, you are here with Exhale, and Melissa is here as one of eight practitioners in this retreat that you're hosting. So let's just start for any listeners who don't know Exhale's work by you introducing Exhale as an organization, and then we'll jump into what is this retreat that we are sharing with people. Great. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks for reaching out to us and um, all the support that you give to people post-abortion and your willingness to share your story too. Um, So Exhale is an organization that we started a little over 20 years ago now. There were a group of five of us that were in the Bay Area that met and found one another through Aspen Baker, who had had an abortion. And when she was leaving her doctor's office, she asked the person at the front desk, uh, where can I call to talk about this experience? And as Aspen says, they looked at her like she had three heads um, and didn't know what she was talking about and said, well, there's nowhere for you to call. And Aspen, you know, sort of, I just want to pause for one second and say how many listeners are nodding because I had my abortion three years ago and had virtually the same experience as Aspen. So, so many of us right now are connected in this moment of, yeah, that was my experience too. And thank you for being here and being, as you're going to continue to explain that, that organization, that resource that yeah. is there and that we yeah. just need to tell more people about. Okay. Just yeah. keep going. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So a group of five of us got together. Um, some of us had had abortions at that point. Some of us knew and loved people who'd had abortions and recognized that it was, um, 
there wasn't a space outside of the religious and political debate on abortion where people could just talk about what their experience was like and get non-judgmental support and um and resource for themselves as they're going through understanding what this process means for them and what it means for you know their life um, moving forward and um, I think because there's such rhetoric on honestly on both sides around around an abortion experience, we wanted to create a a safe you know brave space for people mm. to talk about what their experience is and to uh, you know be acknowledged uh, for what that experience was. And so we started a talk line. Um, there were three cell phones that we were passing around mm -hmm. to folks <laughs> in the Bay Area that were mm -hmm. um, answering those. And at first, we were just a Bay Area-based um, organization. And then very quickly, I think maybe two years later, um, we became a national uh, organization where we were receiving calls from all across the country. And we still receive calls from all across the country, as well as um, Canada and Mexico and sometimes other places as well. Yeah, um, so recently we transitioned to a text line. And so we were running both the talk line and the text line. And uh, we have gone through some pretty significant financial hardships. And so we made the difficult decision to transition our talk line to another organization called Connect and Breathe. Mm -hmm. And Exhale is just running the text line at this yeah. point. And so we have volunteers from all across the country and from Canada um, that uh, show up on the text line five days a week, uh, yeah. Sunday through Thursday. Uh, just to, you know, listen to people who have recently had abortion experiences, have had abortion experiences, you know, years ago. It's definitely the whole gamut. And we also listen to people who are supporting someone through an abortion, sometimes a partner, mm. uh, sometimes a friend, sometimes a mom. Um, it's anybody who wants to be able to talk about their abortion experience, whether it was in their body or in someone's body that they know and love. Yeah. And uh, how yeah, did so we've you been... decide? Like, how did you, what was it about carrying the text work forward versus the phone work? Like, what was that process like? Do you mind sharing for a second? Sure. I mean, some of it had to do with training. It's a lot mm -hmm. um, sort of quicker and easier to train folks to be on the text line. The okay. technology is definitely okay. um, much more accessible for folks. And I think the other thing that we have recognized is that a lot of people are not going to pick up the phone and call mm -hmm. and a lot of people are going to text. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. also you can text in the middle of your work day. You can text at yeah. the dinner table. You can text in the middle of a board meeting. I mean, any time where someone says something that is yeah. hard for you to hear as someone who's had an abortion experience, totally. um, it's a moment that you can text us. And yeah. so that's what we've recognized is that we're hearing from more people. Um, we're definitely hearing from more people that are, you know, sort of experiencing something in the moment that is really mm -hmm. hard um, and don't really, they're not maybe comfortable yet talking about it um yeah. but they are able to text yeah yeah oh, i love it it's amazing okay so exhale we could 
obviously talk about for many episodes, <laughs> many, many minutes. But for the purpose of today, let's jump to this retreat. Now that people understand a little bit about the organization, of course, we'll do all the linking and stuff. Sure. Let's talk about this retreat because we are recording today on the 21st. We're going to try and get this episode out ASAP, like tomorrow, um, so that people can join this retreat and not miss any of the amazing practitioners like Melissa, who's here with us. So now let's tell us. Tell us all the things we need to know about the retreat. Great. Yeah. So we... Um... First of all, I think a lot of our texters and callers had been asking us, is there a group that I can join? Is there a place to meet other yeah. people? Is yeah. there an ongoing, you know, support network that I can be a part of? And um, many years ago, we did have a sort of an online message board that Exhale ran. And so that was one way that people could connect outside of the talk line. Um, and I've just been really thinking about that desire, uh, the desire to hear other people's stories, to be connected with people, to have um, a sort of longer way and uh, I don't know, like space for people to really be connected with one another. And so yeah. I have been thinking about this. I've been in the executive director role for the last two and a half years and we've really been trying to figure out as a board you know, what, what's our new direction? And mm -hmm. I also am a clergy person. I've also had an abortion experience. And, you know, one of the things I know about community was, you know, growing up in the church, um, though abortion is not something that most people go to the church and talk about, um, community is really at the heart of, of church work. And to me, I feel like the space to be connected to other people that are going through hard things um, or even stigmatized things, um, it's, it's really important and necessary and there's not a lot of space for it. And so we, um, I really had this vision of creating a retreat. Uh, we thought it was going to be in person. That was our, that was our original goal was to have an in-person retreat, uh, the weekend after the election for people to come together and, um, who've had abortion experiences and get support and nourishment um, and have space to process um, their experience with a community that was there for them. And how uh, big were you envisioning this in-person retreat? We were thinking somewhere between 20 and 30 individuals yeah. that would participate in a weekend long yeah. retreat. Yeah. yeah. And we had the idea of having it somewhere in the middle of the country so that it was pretty totally. accessible to folks all over. And, you know, that's still our dream eventually. I mean, all the practitioners that I gathered, including Melissa, I mean, when we first started talking, the idea was for us to be in person. Yeah. Um, and so when we were envisioning this, that was where it was coming from. And then the pandemic started yep. and we started realizing, okay, maybe this isn't going to be possible. Okay, definitely this isn't going to be possible. <laughs> right. um, and, so, uh, and so then we created, um, I, I had this idea of creating six weeks of self-care and self-reverence mm -hmm. for people with abortion experiences. Mm -hmm and um, creating space that would be not too much on Zoom um, because I think people are Zoom overwhelmed. And, but yet we wanted to create a, a way for people to be connected with one another over this six weeks of time, end of September yeah, yeah. through the beginning of November. And, um, and I, 
had gathered this amazing group of practitioners together to think with me about, you know, what they believe would be helpful and necessary for this kind of, of an experience. And so the way it's going to work is that we start with a plenary session. Uh, a colleague and friend, Mia Birdsong, is our keynote speaker for the plenary, and she also has had um, two abortions. And so that was a really lovely connection that I didn't actually know when I asked her to speak um, mm. at our session. Again, sort of speaks to a lot of people don't share that information. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's very excited about the, the opportunity to talk about that and to be with other people who have had this experience. And then after the plenary session, we're really meeting in small groups each week. So there'll yeah. be circle conversations facilitated by some of our mm -hmm. practitioners on Sunday afternoons in English, and then on Monday evenings in Spanish. Yeah. Um, and everything will also be um, simultaneously interpreted, um, both the plenary sessions. And then on Tuesday nights, we're having these practice sessions, which Melissa is leading one of mm -hmm. those. And each Tuesday, it's a different... Uh, practitioner who is basically just sharing with folks what's one way that you could think about uh, integrating self-care into this time, this time of pandemic, um, this time of thinking about yourself as someone who's had an abortion um, right after Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies, um, and also thinking about the election that's coming up and that abortion, as we all know, gets bandied around so much during an election year mm -hmm. and giving space for people to literally exhale um, and, and be together and think about how do we cultivate reverence for our bodies and for our abortion experiences in a time where, um, in many ways, so many messages of the world do not allow us to create that kind of space for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. It sounds amazing. I love that. I love the history you have that's going into this retreat. Like, we know the depth and the, like, how well thought out it's going to be because you have so much experience coming into this. So, I don't, I mean, I'm just super pumped that it exists. I'm super pumped that you all put in the work. I'm sure there was a lot of meetings. I'm sure there was a lot of pivoting. I'm sure there was a lot of adapting. And I'm sure there's a lot of faith. Just like, all right, whatever this is meant to be, it's, it's about to happen. It's happening That's in five right. days. <laughs> so That's right. let's just trust. Trust the women who show up, the people who show up. Um, trust the practitioners to say exactly what they need to say. I assume Melissa happens to be the one of eight practitioners here because one of my listeners needs to hear her exact practice. So that's right. That's maybe right. that's a time to, for Melissa to share, um, introduce yourself, tell us why you said yes to Susan or whoever invited you <laughs> and what you vision a retreat like this um, being like for participants. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks so much, Amanda. I uh, really appreciate the opportunity to share. And I think you're right that there is probably somebody listening who will say, oh, that's what I need. So what I do is uh, I'm a theater maker and I have a company called Red Sage Stories, uh, playback theater and art for social change. So we'll be sharing playback theater um, with 
the participants and playback theater, just a short, uh, quick version of what it is. And I invite people to check it out online if they don't know about it, is uh, a improvisational form of theater where we invite people in the audience to tell personal true stories and we, the actors, then dramatize that story using words and music, gesture, poetry, metaphor. And then we invite the teller to tell us if we got to the heart of their story. We don't really care about the total literal version, but more, did we get to the essence? Did we get to the heart? And if they say yes, well, everybody's happy. But then if they say, mm, not really, um, it was more like this or that, then we redo the reenactment, which gives people the opportunity not only to see what they believe is their true story, but to acknowledge that, feel the acknowledgement, feel really heard. So our work is about deep listening and this fits so well to both you and Susan's, your story of like, well, who can I go to to process my story? And by watching your story, by seeing other people embody your experience, that is like the greatest way to, to feel listened to mm -hmm. and to see it um, move from beginning to end is a way to process it and um, build resiliency and build finally healing. Yeah, yeah. I imagine just like such a deep sense of connection because I, I mean, the, the women who reach out to me is often such a deep feeling of loneliness. Yeah. And aloneness, I remember it so well. I, I went to midwifery school I was a doula for many years. My closest friends were midwives and nursing students and nurses and OBs. And I felt so alone. Like, what? Come on. <laughs> like, how could I feel alone? So when I think, and uh, Susan, Melissa, and I chatted a tiny bit before you came on that, like, when she said theater, I, I like had this like visceral reaction, like, no, not theater. <laughs> Because I'm not a very theatrical person, but <laughs> hearing about your work and hearing how you do it, to me, that feeling seen and then also that just that human connection, like, wait a second, if someone else can play out my story and we can all feel it so deeply, I'm not in this alone. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's totally, together. this is a human story. Yes. That's, yeah. that's really what happens when people tell their story. Um, and the beauty is that you tell it in community. Um, you can do it alone, but it's really powerful when other people are witnessing your story and those people say, whoa, wait a second, that, that's yeah. my story too, that I see myself yeah. in your story. So yeah. this really helps to... Uh, mitigate the isolation that we feel and help build community and bonds and um, ultimately we feel like we're in this together you know we're not so alone even yeah. though it yeah. is such a personal individual 
decision and should be, but, but then we're in this together uh, as people having this experience. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, in my past life before going to um, take, taking theater on fully as a full-time occupation, I was a midwife. Oh, beautiful. So I have that side of yeah. that. My listening includes that. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And as a, as a Jewish woman um, who also has Buddhist and UU training, um, I bring that sensitivity also um, to, to the divine. Yeah. Before I jump back to Susan, um, I hope that listeners will join the retreat and experience your work. But if a listener thought, oh my gosh, that's what I need, and they went to Red Sage Stories, um, is this work that you can like, do? In, can someone sign up and, and work with you individually, or is this work you do only in groups? Um, generally, <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, 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 <laughs> it can be done individually. We generally work. Um, right now, we're doing a series of individual interviews and um, with with immigrant shopkeepers and their experience. Mm. So it's it's the kind of work that can apply to almost any experience, um, at really. And if people live wherever people live, they not necessarily, but will find some some group nearby. Um, oh yeah. I recommend going online, but right now, because we're all virtual, um, yeah, check us out, go to our Facebook page, um, see what we do, and then um, see what other groups do all over the world. Awesome. But what I'm hearing mostly yeah. is if you want to participate and see what this looks like, come to the retreat. <laughs> well, the first night at the plenary, we'll be having some video clips of stories that other, others of the eight practitioners have told of mm, their nice. personal abortion experiences. Beautiful. And we, the company is um, dramatizing those stories. Oh, so people amazing. will get a taste of what playback theater is like. And then on October 27th, um, that's the evening that we'll be doing our practice session. And so I totally invite people to, I hope they come to the whole retreat. Um, but at that night is when we'll be doing our session and we will give people a chance to um, jump in also. And, but it is a training. It's um, great. Yeah. I love it. And we'll Amazing. be looking forward to telling people stories. Is there anything else you feel called to share before I ask Susan some more questions? I have all the questions. Melissa, I'd love to hear why why you said yes to me. Yeah. Oh, right. Maybe you can, maybe <laughs> Susan can remember the first question I asked. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Teamwork. Teamwork. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, first was a deep trust of Susan um, from previous collaborations. And uh, also a trust in the work itself, knowing that when I hear uh, about people um, 
wanting to create self-reverence, um, self-care, I immediately think of playback theater. And I just think, yeah, this is, this will help. This is, this is, mm -hmm. um, this is something I wanted to offer. And I have my own personal um, abortion experience. And in my case, it was really, you know, I was 20 years old. Uh, abortion was just um, newly legal and available. And it, I had a friend who worked in a clinic. It was all very easy for me. And it wasn't, um, uh, I didn't think about it a lot. I, I just knew that it wasn't the right moment in my life or with my couple, my partner, um, and that I, I was still studying. I had work to do. But um, I'm grateful that I had that opportunity, that it worked that way. Um, and then years later, I lived in Mexico, where I lived for 30 years. Um, and I created a play that I took around the country because in Mexico, there's only two cities where abortion is legal, which is Mexico City and Tijuana. And the rest of the country, women can be sentenced to over 20 years of imprisonment for an abortion. And so I created a, a one-woman show of um, actually um, based on a Shakespearean play, uh, Measure for Measure, that uh, of just decriminalizing so our fight to just maintain our right is one, but just imagine the battle to decriminalize. And so I, um, I'm reaching out to my Mexican friends too to come to this retreat and I espero que vengan. Thank you. I, so the work I do with clients is very much around what's happening in our brains and what's the connection between what's happening in our brains and our thoughts and what's happening in our hearts and our feelings. And so you said something that I just, you know, wrote down and circled and I want to offer as a thought to anyone listening, but what you said is this will help. You answered that in terms of like, Melissa, would you like to join this retreat as a practitioner? And your thought was, this will help. Mm -hmm. I'm going to offer any listeners to borrow that thought. It's a beautiful thought. <laughs> if you can, you can use it to shoo away some of the fears and the anxieties and the worries and the aloneness. Um, so I circled that. It felt relevant. And um, that's a thought that lots of people can try on. This will help. Awesome. So Susan, tell us about some of the other practitioners who are going to be there and anything else you want to say about the retreat before we call this episode a wrap. Sure. Well, I, I guess I just wanted to say that I think Melissa was meant to come into my life. Um, I went to a conference at Lesley College in Cambridge um, a few years ago, and it was around different healing modalities following domestic violence. And um, I'm a survivor of domestic violence and I'm always interested in learning more ways to support other survivors. And at that conference, um, it was the first time I was ever introduced to playback theater. And watching people 
it just makes me emotional, like watching people tell their story and then have it acted out. It's almost like, especially I feel like for survivors, but I think probably for people with abortion experiences, it's hard to really hang on to like, this is what happened to me. You know, this is what happened, whether it was your decision or not your decision, this is what happened. And this is the enormity of how it has affected my life. You know, whether it was a positive experience or a negative experience, it doesn't have to just be, you know, negative. Um, but I felt like when I watched, well, when I heard someone tell their story and watched the practitioners act it out, like literally just with their bodies, not with their words, um, I, I felt a sense of healing. I felt a sense of being seen. I felt a sense of we're in this together. You know, those people that are acting out this story care about what happened to me, you know, or care about what happened to that survivor. Um, and so I felt like when I met Melissa and found out what she did and also just sort of all of what she brings to this conversation, I felt like, oh my gosh, I want her. <laughs> um, and I would say that's sort of the... I know, want her too, and I don't even like the <laughs> So. <laughs> well, that's sort of the thing about all of these practitioners is each one of them, I just want them. I want them in my life. I want people to learn from them. I want their perspective and energy and spirit to be more of what we're hearing in the world and more of what we're witnessing around abortion and more about what we're feeling like is needed right now. Um, and so... Um, so I have, uh, we, we have worked together. There's, um, a body worker. Um, there's someone who's done work around domestic violence and also, um, is a Tai Chi and Kijong practitioner. Um, there's someone that's going to be offering, um, meditation and thinking about visual meditation. Um, and there's someone who, is um, a chaplain in a hospital and is going to be creating space for people to reflect on identity and how their identity and cultural heritage um, impacts the way that they experience just being in the world, but also um, their abortion experience. Um, and I feel like I'm leaving someone out. Um, I'm trying to go through all the names of the people. Well, Melissa is also um, doing the playback theater session. Um, I think that that may be everyone. And I think that um, there's something really sacred about each of the practices. Oh, and then we have someone who's doing yoga, who's a, um, a yoga practitioner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think there's something sacred about e each of these practices and also something about each of them that can be experienced within a group, but also can be taken, you know, with you yeah. um, to be able to integrate it into your own journey or sort of try something on and see if it works. I'm not saying every one of these things is going to work for everybody, yeah. um, but maybe one or two of these things is going to work for everyone. Um, and, and why not try something new, you know? Um, and then the other thing that we integrated because we really wanted space for people to do their own reflection on, you know, sort of on their own during the course of the six weeks. And so we've created a, a virtual journal that each person will um, have access to and um, can reflect on individually around the different themes of the week and how we 
find our way home, mm-hmm. how we find our way home to our bodies, mm-hmm. um, how do we find our way home to our stories, mm-hmm. um, and how we welcome other people in, even mm-hmm. when we may feel like that's the last thing that we want to do. Um, I think that the the fact that we created this retreat during a pandemic um, actually says something about, I think in some ways about my urgency and desire <laughs> um, to continue to be connected with people even when we're in isolation um, or you know social distancing. Um, but I also feel like to me that very much mirrors my experience of abortion and feeling like I just needed to shut this part of myself away and I didn't want anyone to touch it. I didn't want to touch it. I didn't want to think about it. And um, this is an opportunity for us to maybe open the door just a little bit yeah. um, and let some other people in. Yeah. Um, and also to, I think what I've found, you know, many years post um, my abortion experience is that it, this experience shaped how I see the world and it shaped how much I desire um, to have goodness in my life um, and goodness of community um, and sort of passion for anybody that's feeling shut out um, yeah. that I that I want people to know there there's a place for you always. Yeah. Mm. I, I just have to take a total side note for a second. I keep muting and unmuting because my six-year-old is in phys ed class on the other side of my door. <laughs> the reality, <laughs> like, the reality. This is the reality. <laughs> He's like jumping and bumping the door. I'm like, mute, unmute, mute, unmute. Uh, um, so as you were talking, I say, all, I get a lot of messages that say, I just found your podcast and I'm listening to every single episode. And my response always is take what you like, leave the rest behind. That's right. And that's what I see this retreat as too. It's like, it's totally okay if, you know, six out of the eight practitioners are not your thing because you're there for the other two or that yep. one five minute moment that uncracked your box yep. <laughs> that yep. brought you the tears that whatever. So yep. for anyone who does participate in the retreat after listening to this, that's going to be my message here too, is just decide ahead of time that you're going to take what you like and leave the rest behind. And that's that, right. yeah, there is no one human experience. That's why we're doing this work because we're here to see and listen I'm sorry. to people. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I need to I need to um get on to the next thing, but I wanna thank you. Should I do that formally so you can edit that? Um, uh, no. I edit, I probably no editing. edit. Not if it's going out tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for being for, here. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thanks Melissa. Have a great afternoon. You too. I can edit, but I'm not going to. So there we go. We've got phys ed class. We've got interruptions. We've got it all. This is, yes, this is life. This, this is, the, is reality. the story of the women who are also having abortions in all this chaos, right? It is so true. There yes. are women with kids in phys ed class and they're making appointments for their that's right right that's right exactly exactly i know so yeah take what you decide ahead of time to take what you like and leave the rest behind i always find that 
really healing because otherwise we can get super lost in the journey. And why doesn't that make sense for me? Why isn't that working for me? Well, because it's not yours. Let it go. Move on to the next thing. Well, and that's, I think that that has really been part of why I wanted to create this retreat also. And I didn't say this earlier, but is that I wanted to surround myself with people that had um, that cared and loved for, and maybe themselves have experienced, cared and loved for people who've had an abortion or have had an abortion experience, and also are at an edge of humanity that is not my identity. And so I think as we, you know, see the face of white supremacy culture in our country um, and recognize, and our world, and recognize um, how do we find our way towards each other, we really wanted to create a space for um, queer and trans people. We wanted to create a space for people of color. We wanted to create a space space for black women in particular. We wanted to create a space um, for people who have been shut out and have felt as though my story is not, or sort of my experience is not represented anywhere. And, you know, I think there, there's a part of me as a, as a white straight woman that's like, I can create this retreat all on my own. <laughs> um, and it's been really, um, you know, honestly, it's been really challenging to sort of have all these other people that I'm working with, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't speak to such a vast majority if we didn't have that experience. And I think that um, that is what I'm the most excited about, you know, that we are paying attention to the reality of people's identities and that we are doing our best, you know, as you said, you know, you're, we're not always going to do it perfectly, but we are doing the best that we can um, to center the voices of people that are often silenced um, which, you know, A, is people who've had abortion experiences, but B, is people with different kinds of identities that, you know, feel like are being, you know, ravaged um, by violence and silence in our culture today. Yeah, yeah. And I also wrote down earlier when you said that abortion has shaped the way I see the world. And so that's what it is. It's like the way I see the world, the way I see myself. And so when you can hold space for all the different ways that people see themselves. And the thing with abortion, I find, is like just when you think you know who you are, this is one of those things that completely rocks your world and you have to learn who you are again. And it's an opportunity to birth who you are into the world. And so hopefully this retreat will give people more opportunity, whether their abortion is not yet planned, was a few months ago, or was many, many years ago. It's an opportunity, like you said, to open that box and say, what's in that box that can can bring more authenticity and depth to the rest of my life? Yeah, I think the ways, yes, I love that. And I, and I keep sort of toying with this idea, which I'm not sure if it's exactly right, but there is something about my abortion experience that feels like it is a superpower um, of of vulnerability, of pushing myself to an edge I never knew I could get to, um, of recognizing that um, I, I am you know, my best champion and also can be my worst enemy. And so how do we allow that space um, within our bodies and within our, 
you know, psyche um, to, to really be there and to wrestle with it in a way that will only come out um, with, you know, more love, more care for ourselves, and more hope, you know, for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there are new listeners to this, to this episode, but anyone who's listened to my past episodes, I say that all the time. Nice. Okay. (laughs) So I'm right, I'm right with you on the superpower piece. I think that abortion is just one of those deep, raw, vulnerable experiences that has the opportunity, should we choose to embrace it, to, to create strength in us that we couldn't find any other way. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It was so awesome to have you. I don't know where my voice is going. Um, Anything else? Thanks so much, Amanda. (laughs) Yeah. Is there any one last thing you think someone needs to hear? Like, where do I sign up for this retreat? Um, And anything else before we call it? Yeah. Um, go to our website, exhaleprovoice.org. Um, we have event rights in um, Spanish and in English, so you can sign up there. Um, also, if you, we do not want money to be a barrier. So if you need um, financial assistance or if you want to um, have a scholarship, uh, you can just email me at susan at exhaleprovoice.org and we are very happy to um, give you the promo code uh, to be able to enter that in. And then you can make a donation of any size or a donation, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't, if you don't have the ability, that's also totally fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for, you're, you're, for listeners, think, what is the cost? I think I remember it being like 31 to a hundred dollars or something. Yeah, it's a like, hundred, right. It's a hundred dollars for the entire six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also just sign up for the plenary sessions. So those are each $25. Yeah. Um, so uh, some people I can tell by the registration, some people are signing up for the plenary, um, which is a kind of what we wanted. And then if I, my sense is, is that if they feel like it's the right fit, then they'll sign up for the rest of it. Yeah. And, um, that is totally fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah. 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 But a uh, hundred dollars will change your life. It's such a beautiful investment. And I appreciate um, also the opportunity for those who don't have a hundred dollars because that's fair too. <laughs> We've yeah. all been there, right? Yeah. We've all been there in that place. Uh, so awesome. Well, I will work on this as quick as I can and get all <laughs> Thank the you so links much. up. Oh, one yeah. last question. Cause I know people who are listening, people listen to this podcast way back. So say someone's listening to this in three months and the retreat's over. Yep. What does this mean to them? Now what? Can they access recordings? Can they find a, the next retreat? Like what does this mean to a listener past the retreat? Yeah. I mean, I think reaching out to me um, would be great. I think we're, you know, our, our hope for the future is that we offer a virtual retreat once a year and an in-person retreat once mm-hmm. a year. That's our hope. Um, so hopefully um, those who are listening to this many months from now will be, you know, able to go to our website and sign up for the next retreat that's happening. Um, but we will have recordings of the practice sessions and of the plenary sessions. And I imagine that we'll be using those on our website and our Facebook page, you know, to continue the conversation and continue creating the kind of community that we want around abortion. Great. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amanda. All right. Have a good afternoon. Yeah, you too. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.